Hello, I'm Erica Lacasse, and this is the Messy Messianic Mama podcast. Today we'll be talking about the power of praise. Stick around for some hope, healing, and maybe even some laughs. Welcome once again to another Messy Messianic Mama podcast. It is the 24th of October, 2022. And as I said, we are going to be discussing the power of praise. But before I really jump into that, we're going to discuss the Torah portion, which is Noah this this week, which is Noah. And it is Genesis chapter 6, verses 9 to chapter 11, verse 32. The half Torah portion is Isaiah 54, verse 1, to chapter 55, verse 5. And the Brit Hadashah is Luke chapter 17, verse 20 to 27. And I know I have, in multiple other podcasts, discussed praise, and I've also discussed joy. But they're so important to me, and I think they're, they should be in every believer's life. Because the reality is, if you... Or without joy or praise, being a follower of Yeshua, in my mind, is very difficult. And I don't know how many of you actually have magazine subscriptions still. I myself do not have any magazine subscriptions, unless they're completely unintentional. You know, the company's still sending it to me, even though I've asked them to stop sending it to me. Or I do have one magazine subscription I actually do subscribe to, and it's called the Torah Sisters Magazine for Women Who Love Yeshua. It's by Amy Gunther, who I've emailed back and forth a few times uh, previously, asking if it was okay if I promoted what she does. And she said that was fine, but she didn't really know me, which I totally understand. But I came across this article in the magazine that really spoke to me. I actually read it to my husband as well. He liked it so much. He wanted me to read it at the services for this past weekend, which was Simchat Torah, but we actually just didn't get around to it, I guess. So it's by Alyssa DeSalvo and it's called The Change of Heart. I'm going to read it to you real quick and then talk a little bit about it and about what's been going with me this past week. And maybe you can relate to it. I wasn't raised in the church. When I began going to church many years ago, everything seemed foreign to me. Even the Christian lingo was foreign to me. As a result, I felt like I was the only one in the building that didn't know what was going on. I watched and listened to people around me proclaiming their joy and wondered why I didn't have joy. I knew I was missing something, and I longed so deeply to have what they had. Instead, I viewed the world through what I called a realist attitude. Now, we can dress it up and call it whatever we want. But the fact was that I was negative and critical, and I didn't even realize it. No wonder I didn't have joy. I first began by asking others how they found their joy. Then I expressed my desire and received many suggestions. But unfortunately, the answers were so varied that they didn't really give me any direction, and I desperately needed a direction and a path. Since I didn't know where to start, I began praying to the Father and looking at verses in the Bible about joy. Since since then, here are a few scriptures that stood out to me. Psalm 27, 6. And now my head will be lifted up above my enemies around me, and I will offer in his tent sacrifices with shouts of joy. I will sing, yes, I will sing praises to the Lord. Psalm 47, 1 through 3. Oh, clap your hands, all peoples. Shout to God with the voice of joy. For the Lord Most High is to be feared, a great king over all the earth. He subdues people under us and nations under our feet. 
He chooses our inheritance for us, the glory of Jacob whom he loves. God has ascended with a shout, the Lord with the sound of a trumpet. Sing praises to God, sing praises. Sing praises to our King, sing praises. Psalm 71, 23, my lips will shout for joy when I sing praises to you and my soul, which you have redeemed. Now that I had some scripture to point me in the right direction, I began praising the father for the things that he had done. I wasn't sure how to go about it. So I started reciting scripture such as Psalm 75, 1. We give thanks to you, O God. We give thanks for your name is near and men declare your wondrous works. As I read verses like these, I noticed something unique. Each of these scriptures about joy also contain the idea of praising the Father. When we praise the Father, we give thanks for those, for who the Father is and for what he has done. At first it felt awkward and forced, but I continued to recite the scriptures and pray that the Father should show me how to find my joy. After a while I began to feel something. It is difficult to explain, but it was like a softening of my heart. My praise became something altogether different than what it once was. It became my own words, praising the things that the Father was doing in my life. Soon, I found that my whole world was changing because my perspective was changing. Finally, I was able to see the little things that I was so very grateful for, and slowly I began to find joy. My joy came in the guise of a light heart, a soft laugh, forgiveness, repentance, and gratefulness. I believe that this is the key to finding our joy. When we have a grateful heart, we become less us-centered and more father-centered. As we thank him for all the big and small things he is doing in our lives, we become aware of just how involved he is every minute of every day. As we develop a grateful heart, we grow our relationship with the father. Seeing all the blessings he has for us and how much he cherishes us will help us stay connected and deepen our relationship with him. Even after all these years, I still write down three things I'm grateful for every morning. I keep it where I can see it often during the day, and it helps me focus on what the Father is doing in my life. I can't imagine what my life would look like without his guiding hand every step of the way. I want to encourage you to put pen to paper and answer the simple but life-altering question. What are you grateful for today? Kind of just taking a pause right there to give you a moment to think about in your own life what it is that you are grateful for today. So often we can get so caught up in our own lives and what's going on with us that we forget to take a moment and reflect on what it is that we should be grateful for. Praising Adonai for who he is and what he has done in each and every one of our lives. And if you are so low and down and you can't think of anything, are you breathing? Has Adonai given you that breath that you are breathing right now? What about the sky? The beautiful blue sky or even a cloudy sky when it's raining? Or the sun shining, the birds singing, the trees? For me, I'm so thankful for the ocean and for the beach. I'm thankful for the house that I live in. I'm thankful for my husband and for my children. And I think that when we praise the Lord for all that he has given us, 
and that all that he has done in our lives. She's right. We absolutely change our perspective on how we see the world. So instead of being a realist and a pessimist, she became more positive. And for me, that's that's what I feel like over time has really helped me because the reality is I am a pessimist at heart. I'm a very negative person at heart. However, I've found that the more pessimistic, the more negative I am about myself and my surroundings, the less joy or non-existent joy that I have, it's gone. Why? Because of how I'm choosing to see the world. If you can't even be grateful to God for giving him, you know, him giving you everything that you have, for giving you your life, what in the world can you thank him for? Now, of course, there are times where we just may not feel worthy, but I think it's it's good for us to get past our own thought process and focus on him. And that's what praise does. You know, this past week um, has been kind of stressful for me emotionally uh, and physically. You know, my husband, I've been talking a little bit about, I don't know if I, I even shared this much, but I think probably June or July, I had set up an appointment with a doctor where we'd have to pay out of pocket because our insurance does not cover it because it's a functional medicine uh, place. And we paid out of pocket for it because we're at an impasse. For eight years now, I have basically been chronically ill. I've had allergies. Just my health has not been up to snuff. No matter what I've tried, what I've done, um, I'll have very moments of, you know, some some days that are really good and then more days that are bad. So, you know, my husband really being at a loss really wanted me to see a doctor who would be willing to help me versus just either look at me like I was crazy and tell me that I, there's nothing wrong with me or throw some pills at me and say, go, you know, take some pills and that'll, you know, cover whatever it is that's going on. Problem is we won't, we don't want a band-aid, you know, solution. We want the actual solution. And so my husband finally, you know, he talked me into this. We got an appointment with this doctor. Unfortunately, the earliest time or, or earliest appointment they had available for me was December. This was in like June or July that we made this appointment. And so we made the appointment. You know, they had a lot of paperwork. I had to fill out basically my whole life story on their website, which is good because that meant that I didn't have to do it in office. But it was really, that in itself was overwhelming for me because uh, for those of you who have a chronic condition, it gets to the point where it's, it's your new normal. I hate using that term. I really do. But you just get used to the things that you do. It just it becomes commonplace. You know, like normal people don't have to read every single ingredient of anything that they put in their mouths. They don't, or on their skin. You know, I can't use any kind of shampoo or conditioner. I have to use a special kind of shampoo and conditioner. I have to be careful what kind of soap I use. I have to be careful what kind of toothpaste I use. Like, these are things that normal people just don't think about. And I did it. I filled out all the paperwork. And they called us. They had an appointment avail- available for me about a couple weeks ago. So we went. And I hate seeing doctors. I just, I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Because of how they make me feel. You know, they make me feel like... I shouldn't even be in the office. Um, Or they'll look at my record and think, oh, this woman's a hypochondriac. She just wants to be sick. (laughs) 
you know, or she thinks she's sick, but she's not really sick. So I finally did. I went to the doctors, talked to this woman. She really knew what she, you know, she really sounded like she knows what she's talking about. Um, we paid a lot of money and we paid a lot of money to get some, um, tests done. Um, we actually haven't done some of those tests because it has to do with certain timings of the month and things that I have to take the test, but, um, that was progress. Also gave me a list, a paper fill of list of all these different blood thing, blood work that I need to get done that they do not do in their own office. So we had to go to our normal, you know, primary physician and get it done. Well, we went and saw this new person who is a nurse practitioner there I've never seen before. And to be quite frank, she was a jerk. I know none of you have ever experienced anything like that, right? She was just not nice. She wasn't a nice person, which of course did not make the experience any less stressful for me. And even my husband, because it wasn't all just in my head, my husband was like, wow, she, um, I'm really glad she's not your normal person because we would definitely not come here because she was just rude. And she saw that I'd gotten a lot of other blood work done this past year. And she's like, why would you need any more? So she did begrudgingly do almost all of the blood work that I needed. I still have to go out to another like lab core or something to get other blood work done. Long story short, I know my husband's probably rolling his eyes at this point. Got our blood work done. They called me Friday afternoon, same nurse practitioner, much nicer. Why? Because a lot of my blood work, things popped. And by popped, I mean things showed up that, hey, you're actually at a higher level then you should be in this area. And we did this test that we don't normally do, but because you specifically asked for it, you actually tested positive for. And for a lot of people, this could really make them nervous, make them start kind of freaking out in their minds. And I'm not going to lie. Initially, that's how I was. And ironically, I was on my school bus at the time. Um, the children were getting out of school and they hadn't quite gotten on my bus yet. Then when they did get on my bus, I was talking to the doctor, getting the paperwork, whatever, you know, written down. The reason I answered because I thought it might be the school. It wasn't. It was the doctor. So I, I was, you know, writing things down really quickly. And she said, hey, you can come pick up the paperwork. So as I'm driving, I'm thinking I have anxiety issues. So I'm thinking while I'm driving, I'm like, oh, my goodness. Like, so she says, I actually am positive for these things. What exactly does this mean for me? Is this like a bad thing? I'm not really sure. I really want my husband to read this because he speaks medical speak a lot better than I do. And so I'm starting to kind of get anxious about it. Even though I'm telling myself like, okay, Erica, even if it was something bad, what can you do about it? A whole lot of nothing. And, you know, I'm thinking about this, thinking about it, praying about it, you know, and I talked to my husband and asked him to go pick up the paperwork. And as I'm driving back to the school after my run, um, and I'm driving home and he's on his way to pick up the paperwork and I'm like, you know what? I, I should be praising the Lord. Like no matter what I'm praising the Lord, whether it's a good thing or a bad thing, I'm praising the Lord. And for those of you who do live with a chronic illness, you'll understand why I was a little bit conflicted because the test that did that that came up positive basically means that more than likely I have an autoimmune disorder. And for some of you, like, oh my goodness, that's terrible. Yes, and no, because yes, it's terrible that I might have to be dealing with an autoimmune disorder. But I've been dealing with something that has zero name. We have no idea what it is for eight years now. Now there's finally a test that's, that's actually showing up. Like, hey, this girl, there's something wrong with her. They're in telling the, t the doctors that I have not been crazy this whole time, that there's validation in how I've been feeling this whole time, that I'm not making it up, 
and then I'm actually dealing with it. So for me, this is a praise. This is a thank you, Lord. Like, even though you have chosen not to heal me completely, you've chosen to give me a husband who pushes me to go to the doctor, even though he knows how much I hate going to the doctor. He pushes me to go ahead and see the right sort of doctor. And I'm praising the Lord because something actually did show up on my blood work. There's nothing so depressing as to going to get a bunch of blood work done to see if there's something going on and everything comes back normal. And you feel completely sick and you don't feel right and you know that something is wrong. However, when you actually have that validation, like, yes, there is actually something that's been going on in your body and now we want to actually find out what's going on with it. So not only are they going to be sending that blood work to the doctors, the functional medicine doctors, but they're also referring me to a uh, rheumatoid arthritis doctor, which is who they send you to with an auto, if you have an autoimmune disorder. So to me, step in the right direction. And I'm praising the Lord for it. I'm praising God. Like, thank you, Lord. Thank you that this actually did show up. Because even though you've chosen not to heal me, I'm choosing to trust you and to love you and to praise you no matter what my circumstances. And I think that that's what the key is. And that's how I end up having joy in these circumstances. Another really great example of that this past week, I finally got into the gym with my husband, who is the best trainer I've ever had. And I've had a lot of trainers. And God bless him because he asked, you should never probably really train your wife or your husband, vice versa, just because you have to still love the person at the end of the day. And I know how difficult I am. And I was just having a really, really hard time. You wanted me to do something and I really didn't want to do it. And just really got to the point where I kind of had a mental breakdown in the gym. And my husband is so patient. And I believe that he's so patient because one, God created him that way. And two, because I I feel like the Holy Spirit nudges my husband in certain circumstances and says, hey, this is what your wife needs. Same thing for me. You know, same thing for me. Like I feel like the Lord nudging me like this is what you need to say to your husband right now. This is what your husband needs right now. And in doing that makes our relationship so much better. He was able to come down to my level and lift me back up to get me out of the place that I brought myself into mentally. So I was able to finish the workout versus just walking out of the gym and saying, I'm done. And it, it encourages me and I hope it encourages you that not only do we have our Messiah on our side, but he places people around us. That may not be perfect, because none of them are. But they've been placed there in our lives for each of the times in our lives, for such a time as this, where Adonai knows that we need an extra push, we need extra love, we need an extra nudge in the right direction. And it all points right back to him. And in doing so, it causes us to want to just praise him even more. At least it does for me. And in, and that's the key also. Like when you're struggling with finding your joy, that's the problem. You're, you're thinking about yourself. And that's exactly why I enjoyed what she had to say in the magazine article talking about instead of thinking about myself and being, you know, being us centered or me centered, I became 
father-centered. And that's what praise does for each and every one of us. You know, kind of like, and I talked about this before, Paul and Silas, when they're in the prison and they were in jail, and what were they doing? They were praising God. You know, instead of, you know, having a pity party and, you know, just wallowing in their circumstances, which they absolutely could have done, they chose instead to praise their creator. And in doing so, they were actually freed from the prison and they were able to save uh, the guards as well. Hopefully I didn't completely just butcher that story. But that being said, I hope you enjoyed my new anchor uh, little sponsorship spiel. And I also changed up my closing statement as well. So hopefully you'll hear that as well. Maybe even just leave me a message. I actually don't get too many messages, but when I do, I thoroughly enjoy it because it lets me know I'm not just talking to myself. That being said, though, I do want to leave you like I do every single week with the ironic benediction, which you can find in Numbers chapter 6, verses 24 to 26. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. Bashem Yeshua Sashalom in the name of Yeshua, the Prince of Peace. Amen. May you have a fantastic week, and I hope that you will tune in again next week. Please feel free to message me at messymessianicmama.com, or you can email me at elmmm3 at protonmail.com. That's E as in Echo, L as in Lemur, M as in Mike. Amazon Mike, Amazon Mike, the number three at protonmail.com. Also feel free to leave me a one minute voicemail message at anchor.fm forward slash Erica Lacasse. There's a button on my Anchor website that says leave a voicemail. Thank you so much. And remember to leave all messages short and sweet and to the point. And I look forward to hearing from each and every one of you.